fantastic and only improving. What are you doing? Road to victory, this what we doing. What are you uh, doing? Road to victory, this what we doing. What are you doing? Fantastic and only improving. What are you doing? Fantastic and only improving. Road to victory, this what we doing. What are you doing?
You forgot to put songwriter in there too. I'm about to start writing mad songs. Songwriter is exquisite. Kaya NYC in the building. And then today's special. We got we got a rare appearance. 
Somebody that never comes to see the Drum roll. She ain't even know who your apartment is. You ain't shit. I got my sister in the building. Hustler, entrepreneur, boss lady. We got Simone in the building. What up, Simone? Hey. Hey. She sounds good, don't she? <laughs> Slap that nigga. <laughs> We're not going to start like this. <laughs> so, uh, so getting started, first and foremost, I wanted to, you know, kind of, you know, I don't know how to say this, but I don't mean to drown the music out. I mean the moment out, but uh, my one of my coworkers had passed away yesterday, yo. What? Not not even yesterday. We found out he died yesterday. But um he probably been dead in his apartment in a couple of days. But this this is the dude responsible for for getting me this apartment. You know what I'm saying? Like he got his apartment and then he gave me an application and they called me right away and I had my apartment. And that's the type of dude he was. You know, my man was just telling me that you know, you get dressed and stuff in a locker room and all of that. And he was telling me that, you know, um, he was in there complaining about how he got to shave his balls. And, and the next day, the next day, dude, he just came with ball lotion for him. And, and that's just like the type of dude he was. You know what I'm saying? Near? Yeah. <laughs> it's a ball lotion. Yeah. Like, I, I was about to say, how the hell he get that so fast? <laughs> and that's what type of dude he was. If you had a problem, you went out his way to fix it. So I just wanted to salute him and may he rest in peace. Shout out my guy, Leon Duhaney. R.I.P. I, I dedicate this episode to him. Rest in peace. So... Other than that, man, it's almost March, end of February. What's what's up with y'all, Simone? You new to the podcast? We gotta break you in. Oh man! So how you doing? I want to tell you about Simone before she even do that. <laughs> we would this, like to tell you about this Simone. This is my sister. <laughs> this my this my sister. You alright when we playing your business out on the street? The good version. You can say the good version. <laughs> Not so. I. Right, this is the good version. Simone used to run away. Oh. <laughs> 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 with, with a pack of baloney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, I guess she was journeying for for the adulthood, and she didn't want to wait. She, if you wanted to be on your own, right? Right. You wanted to be on your own. You wanted to do your own thing and stuff like that. And, <coughs> it, and for you, for you, I don't know how you saw it, but it definitely, in my eyes, worked out for you. But at a young age, what made you like have that mentality to to just? just want to boss up and do your own thing. Well, it all started from when I was a child. (laughs) (laughs) You got to wait for the law of life story. Okay. No, um, 
you know, I was just, it's just different, you know. I I didn't really want to be in the house. I feel like I was so sheltered. I, my mom didn't allow me to go to parties. I couldn't do anything like that. Like, if uh, I can't really spend the night out, if she didn't know, if she didn't know who I was going with, so. We talk about the same mother? Yeah. <laughs> I can't go to parties. I just like, can I go here? No. No, Simone. No. Next time. Maybe next time. You know, I was such a mama's girl, and then I don't like hearing no. So I just, I just did it. Yo, it's crazy you say that, because... It's, it's five of us that grew up in the house, right. and it's crazy how all different we are. Would yeah. you agree? Yeah, we are. All different. And That's my inside looking out. Outside looking in. That nigga's all the same. Tone and Linda for real, for real. <laughs> That's it. It's like a different jingle puzzle piece of Tone and Linda. Got <laughs> all got that nasty ass laugh. Like you a fake ass Jada or some shit. Well, that was a dope intro to your life. You know, um, we're gonna spin the block and we're gonna highlight Kaya. Kaya's been a minute, man. I hate when we this long. That's a fact. I was just, we just, I had to pull up on Blind Boss today because I was like, yo, it's been a minute. You know what I mean? Like, it's literally going from, we go stints and we see each other like, once to twice a week right. for a month, two months straight, and then four months will pass, and niggas gonna see each other one time. Though. That shit, oh, that's how you know it's real, that's real brother life. shit. Though, when you actually feel like you miss your brother, that, that shit, nigga, you know I swear to God, nigga, I seen mm-hmm. a nigga the day. I, th- I had to tell him that shit about the you work with your friend. I had to tell him that shit in person. Now tell him, tell us again. Oh, uh, so all right, I was talking to my homegirl, and and blind boss came up in the conversation. And she was like, yo, that's nice that you work with your friend. I was like, what you mean I work with my friend? She's like, why else would you call him the boss? <laughs> I had to tell him that shit in person. I told him he had to be on the block. He was leaving. Before he got here, he was like, yo, for real, bro, bro, I actually missed you. That's real shit, though. That's real shit. That's some shit that we got to tell each other more of. Right, my nigga. So right. I missed you, though. You know I mean? Right, right. Like you said, rest in peace to your man, bro, but... Just that fast, you hear that they going tomorrow, my nigga. Ain't none of this shit promised to nobody. Yeah. Never to appreciate the ones you love, boy, while they here. That you know, I value y'all friendship. Like, y'all been, since I was a kid, you know, y'all all stuck together. And I just love how 20 years later, here y'all are, you know? All of y'all. Bro, yeah. believe it or not, That's believe it or not, no, it's a man thing. Yeah, because I had friends back in the day that and, we no longer speak. No longer. <laughs> and they all females, ain't they? Don't say nothing. Like, that'd, be that one, that'd be that one trip to Miami and y'all don't come back friends. <laughs> that happened to niggas even. too, though. That happened to niggas. I don't know. Niggas is weird, though. Oh, sorry. I went, niggas, but... I went to, I went to uh, Vegas. No, where did we go? Where the fuck did we go? With these niggas, Vegas. We did go to Vegas. I went to Vegas with my man for my job, who I call him a friend. His brother, who I call a friend, and a couple more of their niggas. Right? Shit was cool. Everything was Gucci. A couple months later, 
niggas invite me to go to LA with them. So my man worked for the airline. We fly first class to LA oh, and all dope. that shit. Dope. Like, cool. Coming back, my man, like, yo, do you know niggas is mad that you went on a trip with us? I'm like, what you mean? He's like, yo, these niggas feel like that. They knew him longer and they be with them on the block, this, that, and the third, and they should have went instead of me. Like, oh, that's crazy, bro. And niggas dead ass, like, I used to chill with these niggas on their block. Like, last time I went to chill with them, I definitely felt the difference, bro. Wow. Before, niggas never had no, like, kind of sly animosity towards me. Maybe because it was on my brain. But shit was definitely different this time. Right. When love ain't the same. You know? Mm, feel it. Uh, catch up, catch <laughs> us up to speed. What you been up to, man? Mm, I mean, I've just been chilling, maintaining, and working harder than ever for the most part. Like, um, you already know, I, 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 my book was actually kind of delayed because there was stuff that I actually came out with to add to it to you know improve it and to process more later so i just been working hard and i can honestly say like for the first time in my life i understood how kanye felt when he was writing that album when he said he ain't even do his hair and all you know what i'm saying like he's just been up all night stressing just writing just writing just writing working grinding you know so like this is one of the first things i also feel like i i put like 100 or even more than 100% in. So, you know, I'm definitely still proud of my lifestyle right now. That's what it do. Black Boss, you're the only one with the interview voice. They could be like, <clears throat> so good <laughs> I recall. <laughs> don't, don't, fall in, don't fall in love too late. <laughs> now, today, today is a special episode. I definitely want to talk about what's been on my mind. You know what's been on my mind? What's been on your mind? What you been thinking about? Um, actors, you know, how hard is a white for a white Caucasian actor to play like a, a, a prejudice role or a slave master role? Like, there's this one time DL Hughley he was talking about Django, Leonardo DiCaprio, mm-hmm. and how they had to bring a coach for him to like coach him through saying the N word, and, and he was like. He was pretending he was Leonardo DiCaprio. He said, "No, I got this. I don't. I don't need the coach." (laughs) 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 And stuff like that. Like I think about like all the slaves movies that we saw. You know, I was watching. uh, Yeah, I remember Pride. 2007. The swimming movie? Yeah, this is our house, coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that. And I'm just like, I'm watching Tom Arnold be like this prejudiced guy, you know what I'm saying? That was just biased against black people and stuff like that. And there's really roles that people get Oscars and, um, you know what I mean? Get Oscars and, and nominated and Emmys and stuff for playing these characters that, I guess, touch to our realities. Like Samuel Jackson and Django? Yeah, man. They said, who, who that, that nigga on that mat? Who's that nigga on that mat? But I, 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 <laughs> yo, I never thought about that until, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, they really hire people to do this. 
Well, they've been doing it for years. Like, you, you ever seen Man Dingo? What, the adult film? Or? <laughs> 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 it, it, it's a movie that came out, I think, in like the 70s about slavery. Nah. Oh, oh, oh. Well, it's, it's, I don't know if you want to call it a good movie, but yeah, it's a, it's a movie about slavery and all the things that happened in the Mandingo world. Well, I guess that's for the most part. Mandingo was a slave fighter. Right. You know what I'm saying? So they used to boil them like to make their skin harder. So they boiled them in a big cauldron of boiling hot water so they could become better fighters. It's a crazy movie. Watch it. But I forgot my point, so just continue. Okay. So, also, I've been thinking about, like, uh, how do these dudes on TV get paid? You know what I'm saying? For, like, all the news shows, all the actors and TV shows and sitcoms. Because it's not like we're buying, you know, something from the show. Or, or so, are you asking how TV makes money? Yeah. Commercials. Ooh. The more your show is watched, the right. more we can charge for the commercial. Because okay. you got more people sitting, the more eyes on it. That's why the Super Bowl is worth so much. You know how, many, how much they got to pay for those commercials, bro? That's so you know, buy the contract. The so what they do is they buy the contract for a show, right? Right. So you get the show, you make the show, and then you charge these advertisements, these businesses, dollar amounts based on your commercial time, your slot time, and then little shit like like little programming within the show. Like when you see logos and labels and shit within shows that's not blurred out, more than likely somebody wrote a check for that shit to be there. Right. I mean, niggas ain't doing shit for free. Right. Like nobody do nothing for free, bro. That's why you even see like sometimes the niggas have a Gatorade bottle at a, at a smack or something. Yeah, but the, the label, plastic. the plastic, be yeah. off, right? You know it's Gatorade, yeah. but they're not gonna advertise for the niggas because they ain't cutting no check for this. Yeah. So ain't no free promo. Right. I always wondered that. You know what I was thinking? I was like, the big investors that run the world decides. You know what I'm saying? What is to be watched? And it's like an investment. I know, like, in music, you know, the guy that has the most followings, you know, whether it's music good or bad, you want to put your money behind him and have him blow up because... Lower risk. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I don't know why that was on my mind, but it was just like... But advertisement, that's genius. Oh, it's a lot of money in advertisement, bro. Nothing that you see pops by accident, bro. Like, the term organic is not... I, I don't really believe it to be true. Everything I, that we've known to have popped, mm-hmm. more yeah. than likely somebody put some money behind it with like, the advertising. Like, uh, so, like that Popeye's chicken sandwich? Yo. The world was going crazy with that. Somebody, people, I heard people died for that sandwich. Exactly. Like, SIP for the ones who died somebody, for the chicken sandwich. Somebody said the... the, the uh, the Popeye's chicken sandwich gave everybody coronavirus. <laughs> that's true. I think that's going to be a, a, a commercial <laughs> 30 years ago. Did you wait a lot of Popeye's chicken sandwich? <laughs> you might be in time. No, the way everyone <laughs> 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 or, or, or look at McDonald's, right? I don't... 
eat McDonald's because of the food. I eat McDonald's because of the real estate. You know, when the bus passes, it's a McDonald's sign when you get on the That's train. Bag. I you know, about it like when that. you're on the highway, you see the mm-hmm. um, the big ass. No, I don't know. I, I do be you smelling know? McDonald's fries from like two, three blocks away sometimes. Cause you got um. super senses. <laughs> <laughs> No, nigga, I'm not super. Bad. But why you never see like Chinese food being advertised? Mm. Never. That's a very nice Like you just said, real estate. They don't need advertising. You gotta walk past that shit every yeah. day. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Yeah, yeah they, they really are like bodegas. Right. There's two yeah. on every corner. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot less. Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy how the world is set up, man. It's set up. It's crazy. Uh, but you know, um, they they got that turf. What's that thing called? Uh, Fat McDonald's. Turf. Land CNN. Like yeah, land and meat. Yeah. Yo, I, I don't know if people should be eat, eating that. I think. Cause like, how many different meats? Animals, are you really gonna eat on one sandwich and one meal? I, I don't know. So I, I guess I might have to be like more morally biased against stuff like and that. And that's all like processed food, right? If nah, I'm not mistaken. Nah, what nah, nah, part nah, of the fish is fish for lake, bro? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no. What part of the fish is that? The ankle? That's nah, just, that that confused me like, that's like, fish ass, like turkey bacon. <laughs> turkey, turkey bacon. Turkey bacon. Right. Like, damn. Turkey. Everything sausages. Uh, we going to this. Uh, I'm gonna have, oh, I'm gonna that have Yo, you ever heard of turkey ham? Yeah. What? I heard of it I like, before, I, too. I never knew what it I was, I need though. some explanation, bro. What's turkey ham? You never know. Said not quite turkey, <laughs> not quite ham. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you want niggas to buy turkey ham? Nah. Yo, that's a lot of uh, the delis that I own by... Uh, the Middle Eastern people, you know, and that that's against pork. Right. So instead of selling ham, they sell turkey ham. But what's turkey ham? I need to know. What's, is it, what is is what, it turkey or is it ham? What is hamburger helper? A burger never helped me. <laughs> 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 Yo, Hamburger help me, help me. Help you get through some shit. <laughs> yeah, help me go to sleep. Yeah. That's about it. All right, well, let's talk about um boundaries. Boundaries, right? So, yo, I used to, it, it's crazy because we were just oh, talking shit. about, we were just talking about <laughs> people being weird, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, I knew this girl, she was from the hood. She lived in 59, right? And everybody thought she was weird, bro. Everybody thought she was weird. She was still running around skipping. She was like the female version of uh, Batman. (laughs) 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 That's a little inside. We had had 
we had this dude, <laughs> not Batwoman. <laughs> we had this dude who we thought was crazy because he because every time he would pass by, he was always. Fighting the invisible Joker. Yeah. Oh, I remember that yeah. guy. Yo, he yeah. got kids now. Yeah, he got kids. Yo, yo. He, <laughs> ew, he living better lives than most of them. Yeah. Wow. Yo, you talk to you, you, you talk to him now. He's he's regular. He's stressed That's out. That's what the kids do to you, man. Really? Like, yeah, everything good, man. <laughs> day by day. Oh but my God. when he was crazy, he was young, free. You know what I mean? <laughs> He, done, he, done, uh, he wow. was the bat. He done went from crazy to now he miserable. <laughs> <laughs> he's sane and miserable. He was happy and crazy, now he's sane and miserable. But um uh, so this girl, you know what I'm saying? And everybody called her weird and stuff like that. And one day I got to kick it with her, like she came over. And, and this is crazy because I had one of my friends over doing something he shouldn't have been doing. Like, he was literally chopping crack in the house. Oh, right? my oh, gosh. He was chopping. He was making crack. And uh, when, when she had, he had came in the room with a plate full of cracks, she had kind of like, yo, aunt, you serious? <laughs> Where's your boundaries? Like, you know your mom wouldn't go for... She knew my mother, of course, because we grew up in the same neighborhood. She was like, you know your moms wouldn't go, go go for this. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's boundaries and stuff like that? And I was just like, yeah, she right, because I would never... You know what I'm saying? I would never have my hands in that. I would just have no boundaries. Like, you can come over and do what you feel at home. Do what you want. You know what I'm saying? And um, later I learned her backstory. You know, she every every family member she had was on drugs, so everything that she brought into the house, they would steal from her and sell it to get high. And then she had a daughter, and I think her daughter couldn't move. Like she had some a, a bone disease, so she would come out with her daughter in a stroller, and it would be like one of the medical strollers that have the uh, the whole body strapped yeah. and stuff like that. And I was like, she's not weird, bro. She's just been hurt and, you know what I'm saying, trying to find a sense of he healing. Uh, she's just been hurt and trying to find a sense of healing. So, you know, that yeah. got me to, like, literally pause on, like, calling people weird or or... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And stuff like that. Because people aren't weird. they just been hurt and haven't found that healing. We're all different. <laughs> but if you have social norms established in your mind, anything outside of your social norms is weird. Right. To you. Right. You know what I mean? Like, niggas reading books when we was little was weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three books, what? <laughs> Nobody wanted to be you smart. Nobody wanted to be smart, bro. Remember, remember, when, shit ever. Remember, <laughs> when the, remember when the cool shit was, I don't know. Man, <laughs> man I don't know. Yo. That was the cool. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> when I was, I think, in sixth grade, bro, I had this dude in my class. He's he from the private houses by where we live, right? Yeah. So, 
the teacher asked him to come to the board and do a problem. He told him no. And the teacher asked him why. The nigga said, long division ain't my thing. <laughs> <laughs> That shit was the funniest shit ever. <laughs> but then you think about that shit like, damn, so that's crazy, my nigga. They don't even need the no long division no more. You got to calculate that in your pocket, man. As long as you know how to press the button. Yo, now they let you use that shit for the SATs and all that now. Yeah. Before they didn't, so I feel cheated. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't even feel like you missed out on opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> I can probably got. Um, you took the SATs? Yeah, man. I took my shit and I tried to apply for college. They was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we got to put you in classes you don't even get credit for. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> they were, yeah, they were like, we got to put you in classes you don't even get credit for. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? So I was starting behind the eight ball, right? <laughs> That's funny as shit. Yo, I remember uh when I, I was I was semi uh weed kingpin in Edenwall. You said everybody had their moments or something, but yeah, bro. Yo, I was just running. I was just playing this whole shit back in my head. It started when I lost my job. I think my job had called me. They wanted me to come in on a Saturday night, and I'm like 18, 19. We we on the block chilling, drinking forties. I'm like, I ain't doing this. no work. And I remember my man. Oh, my man was okay. telling me like, yo, bro. They about to fire you. Just a heads up. I see you, I see your name on the fire list. You know, you like start looking for another job. So um when they had called, they was like, yo, they was like, yo, um, you could come in tonight? I was like, nah, I ain't coming in. They were like, yo, return your uniform, bro. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, we need you to come to the office, man. Sign your sign your papers and you you get up out of here. I'm like, I bet. So I remember calling my man. He always had put the idea of making money in my head. So he was like, yo, whenever you're ready, let me know. Nigga, I got fired. I was ready. I'm like, yo. <laughs> How we going to do this? And then we started off with like a little $25 worth of weed. I think I brought back maybe $50 or 45 Like, and it was, yo, the first time is always magical. Like, I literally rode the train an hour to go see him for $25 worth of weed and sold the $25 worth of weed in five minutes and then had to go a whole other hour to go see him to get $25 more worth of weed. You know what I'm saying? And then, next thing you know, I was at a pound. And I'll never forget, my man in the building, he got it for me. I I, I, I smoked the first blunt with you. Uh, me and Kaya, I smoked the first blunt. I was like, yo, how is this shit? Nigga, we ain't even know. We just, we just sat there and hopped. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, this is all right. And then, 
And then, um, it's not a paranoia, but when you such in demand, especially the neighborhood we come from, it's like, nigga, if you don't work, you sell weed, bruh. So, everybody that was selling... You know what I'm saying? Everybody that was selling weed, you know, I became the new thing and, and gravitated towards a lot of people because the product was good and I had a good personality. But thing is, you know, trying to... Living with my moms and trying to have her not find out I sell weed. You know what I'm saying? So I had dudes coming to my window, people knocking on the door. I used to go out dressed like I'm going to play basketball to make deliveries and stuff like that. You know, all of that stuff. And then the the part that I didn't like, like it was too much attention. My phone kept ringing every, and you know, I had to, I had a drug dealer. I thought I was a drug dealer, so I had to have the drug dealer ringtone. Travel day. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, go get up, go get up. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, that shit rang so much. I hate that song. <laughs> I hate that song. I used to yell at my phone while it was ringing like, stop. Stop, please. You know what I'm saying? And then the one night I had got caught by my mom's, she had found a whole pound of weed and she was like, nigga, you going to jail. <laughs> Yo, and she gonna wrap me out, bro. She pulled out the handcuffs and all of that, yo. So I'm just like, oh man, I'm done. So that was strike one. And, and for me, I ain't even trying to get three strikes. Strike one had me spooked. The, the next strike was, like I said, the attention. Like, I was in the hallway, you know, getting getting a pound of weed. And I think Kaya, your mom, had came. Mm. And then you, you wound up telling me, you, you was like, yo, my mom's just like, yo, do Anthony sell drugs? Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, now, now my conscience is like, we supposed to be in the NBA. What are we doing? <laughs> You know, <laughs> this is what we do inside. And then um, after that, after that, I, I'll never forget. I walked in the store, and um, God rest the dead, Roni, Roni and uh, Mayhem, they was talking. And when I walked in, they had froze, bro. They froze, they jaw was hanging and everything when they saw me for like a cool 10 seconds. And then I was like, oh, oh, what up, eh? I was like, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out, bro. I think I gave, I had a pound of weed, and I gave it to Fresh. I, I gave it to Fresh. I was like, yo, you can have this shit. You can have a life, bro. I'm out of here. And that was my, that was the boundaries I set for myself. Like, yo, you, you is what you is, and you ain't what you ain't, bro. You know what I mean? It's tough because boundaries, when you have boundaries, you know where you stand, but it's also, I feel like boundaries are made to be broken, bro. So if you give me a boundary, something I might not even been thinking about before, now that shit is in my head. Oh, you told me I can't do this? Right. I want to do it now just because you said I can't. I wasn't even thinking about this shit before. Now it's just like, yeah. Shit is a rock in a hard place. 
Sometimes you gotta set those boundaries and come outside yourself or be beside yourself to do what you gotta do for success. So you know, my, my life my, my life will always be set by boundaries. Sabo? I have a bunch of boundaries. Like what? You just you just can't cross them. Don't call my phone after nine o'clock. <laughs> That's not a boundary. That's I feel like a, it is. Like that, respect my my rules. Of that motherfuckers just like calling people just to pass time. Yeah. Like I'm not just your past time. Yeah, I, and can't tell something that I come back. But at the same time, at the same like, time you mm-hmm. call somebody to pass the time, they still could call somebody else. You feel me? Or but what if they ain't got nobody else to call? Because like, it's times it's times that you're thinking of somebody and you don't act on like yo. Let me let me just hit that person up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? When you can't, when you. Well, oh, that's different, yeah. You know? I guess it depends on your mindset before you make that phone call. Not because, <laughs> not, not no, oh, I got, I got two hours left. Right. I'm gonna just call this person. You know? I don't know. I just feel like for a nigga to actually act on calling you, it shouldn't, it means something. You feel me? It don't matter. Intentions matter, but at the end of the day, that's not, I don't think that's malice. Because if somebody enjoys your conversation, my nigga, they want to talk to you every day at the same time, my nigga, I feel like that's, that's lit. That's cool. I don't know nobody in the world I want to talk to at the same time every day. <laughs> I don't really like talking to my kids sometimes after I think about it. Like, hey, how was your day? He said, how was your day? Good. All right. All right. All right. Turn the music on, nigga. You got your game? Uh, I can't imagine talking to anybody I know every single day. And, and that's the thing, like my um, take me and my mother relationship, right? 
My mom probably called me. My mom called me just to see if I'm alive. Like, yo, you good? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. She was like, why? I only talk to you when I call you. Like, why you don't call right, she, me? Like, I call my mother every day. I was in college. I talk to my mom like once a week sometimes. You pick up, the, but you you good at that? Like, you good at that? You know, you told me you know every day just pick somebody to call and talk to. I don't right. know, man. I I always feel like if, if you know if, this is selfish and stuff like that. But I was like, Dad, I want to feel love, so I rather people call me and then call them. But I realized that. You know what I'm saying? That's like me saying I want to be blessed and not for a remote second try to be a blessing for somebody else. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I feel like the blessing is a person answering the phone. Mm. You don't know what the fuck I'm calling for. Right. You feel me? I could be in dire need right now, my nigga. You the person I thought about calling. Mm -hmm. You answering the phone is like, yo, thank you. You know what I mean? Kai Kai, Kai used to call me and be like, yo, I need your help right now. I'm like, what? What is this? She won't leave. <laughs> <laughs> gotta make this emergency. <laughs> <laughs> Don't act like I ain't never do it for you too, nigga. Like, so chill. <laughs> <laughs> Nick said, "Yo, these niggas getting jumped right now." <laughs> Yo, I gotta go. Practice my eight-ball jacket. You know it's real. That's <laughs> 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 real good times. Yeah, I know. They hit you with that famous line. Yo, what you about to do? <laughs> what you about to do? All that. So, you know, um, what was that? Boundaries. All right. Y'all niggas got me high. That's why. Contact. That's all right, Chris. That's I'm good. on vacation, baby. You on vacation? Oh, you on work tomorrow? I don't work all week. Oh, oh shit. What do you feel vacation. like being a kid again? How the whole week go? Yo, I used to, like, when I was a kid, I wanted to rush to be an adult so bad. This this is ghetto. This <laughs> like, is no, you know what? I read, I read something the other day. It was like white people work um, because they... They want to, you know, black people work. It's like a responsibility. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, nah, that's no, not true. You don't think so? The richest, the richest niggas I know personally, yeah. Yeah. right? Money out the ass. Mm-hmm. I mean, he ain't got. If he ain't want to, he ain't really got to work. That nigga still get up every day and go bust his ass. Cause mm-hmm. niggas know if you sit on your ass, that shit gonna dry up. Right. Right. Everybody yeah. got to keep the machine going. Right. Do your part. Keep the machine going. <laughs> and I feel like when you put shit, in, when you try to categorize, categorize mm-hmm. stuff like that, I feel like it's, it's wrong from the get-go. You know, right. that's like saying all black people are on welfare. Yeah, that's true. Like that. yeah. But I don't, I don't think it's wrong to be realistic, though. I mean, like, you have to accept the fact that some people in this world are more privileged than others. And being privileged most likely guarantees your succession and life more than being unprivileged. When people say realistic or realist, 
I think that's temporary because at the time, you know, the it, the shit that was realistic was impossible. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? It was impossible to bend the metal and fly people from state to state, country to country. It was impossible. But that that's only theoretically speaking. What you mean? It was I a mean, time. It was a time where that stuff wasn't realistic. Well, yeah, but that was when nobody even knew about a computer or what a little electronic was. We have like fabulous advances in technology to the point that like people are getting paid to 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 pick something up on YouTube or something like that. Right. You know what I mean? Like you can make money in so many different ways. There's so many different things you could do. There's so many different things that we learn from people exploring the world and doing different things into going into outer space and all types of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's like, it, it, it's it's what you call it, rudimentary. would probably be a good word for it. Alexa. What the hell is ruling? <laughs> 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 I'm having trouble doing it. But uh, that's all I got uh, for today. Any of y'all want to? Have final thoughts, which I'm working on and stuff like that. I want to promote it. You know, I really want to open up a franchise. You know, uh, my thing is Chick fil A. Gotta have 10K. You gotta work for them for a year. I know, that's fine. But, but you I don't have to get 50% of the profit, right? I don't know. Yeah. But why Chick fil A? Upstate, I could, we have nothing like that upstate. Like, nothing. No Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A eight minutes from the Ooh. crib. <laughs> you live in Yonkers? That one? Not in New oh. Jersey. Oh, you do? Yeah. Chick Fil A eight minutes. I bought a house out of New Jersey. That's oh, congratulations! Rossi, Rossi, we're gonna have a big ass barbecue. You know, like, oh, this house, house is beautiful yeah. too. Like he has a big, beautiful house. Like that is so live. Wow. Is cool. That's a dream house, basically. Yo, honestly, bro. The first person house I ever went to was Gravy House. And I was in awe, my nigga, because I ain't never been in nobody's house before. Right. I've only been to apartments. Right. So going to Gravy House is like, yo, you got stairs in your house, mm-hmm. nigga? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all niggas is rich. I used to love Shark House. He was like, yo, these niggas, we could go upstairs and downstairs and chill. This is different, bro. Yeah, Gravy, my guy, I used to love him popping through and then he was practicing being a bartender, so he would practice making drinks and shit in here. We would do a podcast. He taking the Cali bar this week, too, so right. shout out to Grave. Good luck on that, brother. That's sir. Cali bar. That's sir. He keep me in tune. He told me, man. So shout out to him. Blonde boss, any last words? Um, dying to live. Yeah, everybody dying to live. Like we all die, but not everybody live. Simone, our 
say, you know, uh, be a better version of yourself. Make make tomorrow a better day than today, you know? What made you go with that weave? <laughs> <laughs> I have a pole. Well, no, I went to my reunion, so, you know, I wanted to be different. And plus, it's a, it looks good on me, right? Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I just rolled the victory. Yo, let me say one thing, more thing. What up, world? It's Ian Diggity. <laughs> Shout out to Anchor for being a sponsor. These little listeners on podcast. Fantastic and only a <laughs> Well, you heard the man. 